You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The world is filled with many questions, such as, did giants exist? What is junk DNA? Does it mean that you're trash? Do you ever wonder if aliens have underwater bases in our oceans, and that's why there are so many UFO sightings off the coasts of islands all over the world? How serious even is climate change, and when should we start building our rafts? Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Brenna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore the answers to these questions and many, many more in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Arguably, the most famous trail photographs of a possible Sasquatch are called the Jacobs photographs. The Jacobs photographs were taken in northwest Pennsylvania, and they show what very well could be a juvenile Sasquatch. If the Jacobs photographs do in fact show a juvenile Sasquatch, they're very important for a couple reasons. First reason is, they're close and fairly clear. There are very few, if any, good photographs of juvenile Sasquatches. This is probably the best. Another reason the Jacobs photographs are important is because it actually shows that Sasquatches can be captured by trail cameras. So many trail cameras get deployed and almost no photographs of Sasquatches come in. It's encouraging to people like me. It's actually quite unlike anything we've ever seen before. A giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. In Loch Ness, a 24-mile-long bottomless lake in the highlands of Scotland. It's a creature known as the Loch Ness Monster. Monster Talk. Welcome to Monster Talk, the science show about monsters. I'm Blake Smith, and together with Ben Radford and Dr. Karen Stolzno, we discuss science, skepticism, and the interface of myth and folklore with real life. In this episode of Monster Talk, we're going to discuss the Rick Jacobs trail cam photos from 2007. The story of my involvement with this case is in the upcoming interview, but based on my previous experiences with this story, I'd strongly urge you to take a look at the show notes. The analysis there will make the episode make much more sense, as this is a very visual discussion. And if you find when you go there that there are no photos, well, that also will probably make sense after you've heard the interview. So head off to monstertalk.org, bring up this episode's show notes, and let's get started with some Monster Talk. 
so how do we want to do the little, little little intro tag? Do you want to introduce yourself? Do you want me to sort of say, well, you know, every now and then we like to talk to our own in house, or what, how do you want to how do you want to set this up? I like that, but could you do it like uh, in a in a French accent? <laughs> uh, I, I've had a long day, so I can't. It would be a really, really bad one. Um, oh, we French. <laughs> yeah, and plus I don't know any French. Yeah. Bongiorno. Wait, no, that's Italian. <laughs> All right. No, uh, you know what? You, you, I think that's good enough. Honestly, you've uh, actually even our, our, our listeners have suggested that we do a few episodes like this where we just talk about cases we've investigated. So um, if this is uh, if you're one of those listeners who's requested this. Hooray. <laughs> this is for you. This is all for you. And you know who you are. So but no, Ben's been pestering me to talk about this case for a long time. Since so. 2007. <laughs> I send him weekly email reminders. So when are we going to talk about the Jacobs photos? Yeah, That's true. So, so there are complications to this case, and we'll get to that during the interview and explain why I have uh, been reluctant to talk about it. So, um, you know, it's a, uh, it's kind of an interesting story though. And was one of the earliest cases I ever did, um, or got involved in. I don't know if I really, I didn't. my, I, I, it's not a case that was solved by me by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you know, so it's just a case that I did a lot of research on and wrote, well, up, and wrote up my findings. So, right. But, 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 if, you know, as with many cases in the, in the cryptozoological realm and, and the paranormal realm more, more generally, as we all know, uh, even if you didn't officially, you know, do every little last detail on it, it's far more than most people do. I mean, most, uh, the vast majority of people who hear about this, they just sort of, you know, they opine and they wonder and they, you know, speculate, but it's, it's fairly rare to actually have people doing investigations, which is, of course, what we do. So I think that there's, there's definitely value in that, even if, again, you don't, you know, didn't nail down every single last detail a lot oh, of times yeah i spent a lot of time on it don't, sure. don't get me wrong well, blake, don't get me wrong well blake didn't man. solve it blake didn't solve it because the bfro did right that's, that's right i i couldn't right. solve it because they established very early on that it was a real bigfoot case closed i guess so let's have a you beer i'll pack it up <laughs> i'll pack it up and go home it's miller right. time <laughs> shall we jump in sure sure all right let's so, so Go ahead. Oh, yes. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Over. Uh, uh, you're going to have to edit this out. I, I, who knows I that better than me? Stuff. Right. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Riveting. The show's editing? No worries. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving oh. it in. There was some French. Fuck Whatever, it. Blake. <laughs> you, man. It's all your time, not mine. I don't care. <laughs> and no, go ahead. Go, go. If you have a question or I could just start talking about the case. Either way you want I'll, to I'll jump in. So, Blake, for, for those who don't remember the infamous Jacob's Bigfoot photos, tell us about it. Describe the, the image and the circumstances around it, if you would. Sure. Um, I think the first I heard about it was late September. I'm not sure when the first news story broke, but I know the actual case began. I guess the actual mysterious case began uh on september 16th in 2007 a uh, pennsylvania hunter named rick jacobs i had set up a trail cam he was a deer hunter and he had put out a salt lick uh and uh to bait the deer to come in and set up a trail cam to take pictures uh whether it was daylight or nighttime it was a very nice little bushnell trail cam and when he went to retrieve the camera and took the SD card out to take a look at the pictures, there were some pictures of deer 
and some bear cubs and then some kind of really strange looking animal. And what happened was his daughter said it looked like a Bigfoot and he was kind of on the fence about the whole thing, but she encouraged him to send the pictures to the BFRO because they are, as everyone knows, one of the leading authorities on Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. You only have to ask them and they will tell you. So I'll be happy to clarify the matter for you. <laughs> but uh, so uh, they were very interested and um, they began to publicize the photos um, as a real Bigfoot photos of a juvenile Bigfoot because it's a small animal. Baby Bigfoot. Yeah, kind of a, yeah, yeah, not an infant, but a very young Bigfoot. Because according to them, and it, don't ask me how they know this, but according to them, young Bigfoot have a tendency to be quadrupeds. And then when they get older, they become upright. Did you know that? I didn't. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know where they, what they based it on. Or I should, I guess, maybe go back and look and see if that hypothesis existed before these photos came out. Because it might be one of those things where the evidence goes back to fit the, uh, the photos or, or the, you know, so anyway, what happened was, um, the Pennsylvania game commission looked at the photos and, um, the public affairs officer, a guy named Jerry Fieser said, Oh, it's a bear. It's a bear with mange. And the cryptozoology community, um, actually seemed a little bit divided. I would say at first, uh, there was more division, but most people seem to fall into either the that's a bear with mange or that's a juvenile Bigfoot. And eventually, I think enough uh, weight came onto the bear side of things that that pretty much most of the cryptozoology community believes it's bear photos. But now the BFRO is still entrenched uh, in the belief that it is a baby Bigfoot or juvenile Bigfoot. So... Um, I actually just wanted to kind of get more details. So I contacted Jerry Fieser and asked him about, uh, you know, how he came to that conclusion. Uh, because even though he may look at it and see a bear, it is a strange looking animal. There's really, I mean, it's hairless and it is odd looking. And especially in, uh, I guess the second photo, um, the one that's got the timestamp of, uh, Twenty thirty two oh five. Because because this is obviously audio. Why don't you give us a, as as complete a description as you can? Because otherwise, we're just sort of talking about a blobby thing. So there's three main photos that we're interested in. Uh, the first is kind of an establishing shot that has two bear cubs and a salt lick in front of a big tree, and it's kind of shot in night vision. So it's gray and and black. It's not it's not uh, green and black or green and white. It's, it's gray and white and black anyway you can see the two bears one of the bears has eye shine uh and that one's at uh 804 p.m and then uh, at 832 p.m there's a shot of an animal um that's facing away from the camera and to be i mean completely fair it does look something like maybe it's a chimp because of the uh the way the photo is set up it's a very skinny animal it, it looks very much like a chimp. Um, it's very long as well. Yeah, it's a long animal. You can't really make out much about the head because its butt's facing the camera. Uh, you can only see three limbs. Um, but it, it, and, and the salt lake has been knocked over. Uh, and then the third photo uh, is, uh, I think, probably the most controversial one. Um, I believe the interpretation of the BFRO is that this is the animal uh, kind of bent down uh, in like a, almost like it was in the middle of doing a flip. 
its head is tucked under its body. Um, and it's a very unusual position. Um, and this is the one that I, I found the most uh, interesting uh, in my investigation. So it's sort of like an acrobatics or a Cirque du Soleil bear? Or? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it, it looks, if, if, if they're correct in their interpretation, it is an extremely awkward position no matter what. It's a very odd, odd thing. Okay. Okay. So that, that's the basic setup. Now, if you use my interpretation, it's not that weird, but you'll have to, you know, we'll get to that. So, so were there other photographs yes, as well? There are other photographs in the series um, and all those are available to look at on the BFRO's website. Um, I use some light blasting techniques and kind of enhance the photographs. Uh, there's one that, uh, that supposedly shows, uh, more shots of the cubs, but, um, uh, it, actually it's two cubs and it appears to be the mama bear, if you ask me. But again, my, my interpretation of the whole thing is that it's actually that, that, that creature is a bear. It's the mama bear. And then in some of the photos where it's using, uh, the sort of, uh, infrared uh view um it it's it's just looking very odd it's just it's got a, just a weird appearance uh because of the mange and it's very scrawny it's a very scrawny bear what did the the media think of the photographs and how were they portrayed to the public well it's interesting the the most of the news articles were coming out of the bradford era the bradford era um which was a local paper and then those put stories were being picked up on the newswire and they gave it a, a, a fairly neutral view. Um, uh, Rick's position, you know, he was kind of neutral about the whole thing, but the BFRO was very clear that it was supposed to be uh, a juvenile Bigfoot. Now, the problem is, I think, if you're looking at the pictures, it's really hard to tell several things. Like, what's the scale here? Like, how big is this animal? Um, and there were also a series of uh, Bigfoot uh, YouTube videos put out around the same time. Where, um, especially that third photo we're talking about, uh, there were all kinds of um, bear proportions uh, being drawn. Okay, so there is this science about using animal proportions, like uh, limb ratios and head ratio, you know, uh, the body structure ratios to determine whether an animal is of a particular species. And that can be extremely helpful. It's called allometrics. And if you actually have access to the physical body, it's extremely meaningful, but the problem is trying to use allometrics against a photo is extremely tricky if you don't know the actual size of the animal, um, and if the animal is not positioned in a way that is per, you know perpendicular, so that you actually can measure uh, how long is the front leg compared to the back leg. So in these photos, uh, I don't think the animal is ever perfectly parallel to the camera. So determining exactly how long those limb ratios are front to back is impossible. Um, yeah, especially I mean I'm just sort of th picturing because I I saw some of the some of the videos you're talking about and it's it's a little misleading because they're saying well like here's you know here's what a bear looks like you know for, you know when it's standing up or in profile whatever else but they don't really have first of all there's obviously a, a broad um, a broad uh, range so I mean yeah that's what one bear looks like on the other hand. You know, there are smaller bears even within species. There's male bears, there's female bears, there's malnourished bears, there's, you know, there's bears that have been injured, there's bears from weird angles. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit misleading when they sort of put up these comparisons. Well, look, it looks nothing like a bear. Well, 
it doesn't look anything like the, those particular models that you chose to compare it to. Exactly. And ones we're used to. Right. Well, exactly. And, and consider that the the animal in the two positions we see it is never uh, like I say, it's never perpendicular. It's also important to note it's not on level ground. This is on a hill. Uh-huh. And, oh, okay. and so you you can't really add, it's not that the the camera's tilted it's literally on the side of a hill so it's really difficult to tell um what any particular limb is doing relative to the other one because that limb is going to be further away up a hill down a, you know what i mean it's it's mm-hmm. it's really it's really not a useful uh approach but what i could do that i thought was uh, kind of interesting was i could see that in the foreground you had this thing that you could measure this salt lick pan and so I went out and shopped around until I found a salt lake pan of the same make and model. And I got that and was able to do measurements on it so that I could tell, okay, in the front of the picture, using photographic analysis at the pixel level, I could tell how many pixels wide that, that, the, that uh, piece of equipment is. And then I could use that to say, okay, well, in the foreground, which is one plane, this is a little nuance but in the foreground that's one plane you can say this many pixels equals 15 inches or 18 inches which is the the base width uh and then in the background that tree the bfro did something very useful they took a daylight shot of the same tree from the same position and put a measuring stick on it so we can say in the in the background we know how tall the tree is and therefore i could use overlays to say you know that's how tall the background is which means that between the foreground and the background even though we don't know the distance between the two You could use mathematics to give a range roughly of how tall the creature was. And doing that, I was able to show that the bear, which, again, I think it's a bear, uh, (laughs) fell right within the body size measurements of of what a bear should be. It's not not an unusually large or small. It's right in the middle of the bear uh, size averages. Okay. I need to. What are the the measurements for a Bigfoot, though? Mm, That's a good point. Uh, the juvenile Bigfoot charts, I was not able to find. Uh, so that's something maybe the BFRO could put up later. Cause I, yeah, I, I think, one. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure, I'm sure they have all the details of exactly what Bigfoot eat, uh, you know, uh, when they sleep, their, their, you know, their sleeping patterns and everything. It's, it's amazing the sort of information those people have. Right. So, so let me cut to, I guess, one of the more important pieces here. So I'm, I'm, I kept looking at the picture, this, this third picture, um, image three creature, Jacob's photo shot at 832 on, uh, 916-2007. And, and I was trying to figure out what exactly was going on. Now, the interesting thing is, you know, in that, in the two photos there, uh, that show this creature, uh, the cubs, which were there a few minutes ago, appear to be gone. Um, but you have this lumpy round shape um, that I, a lot of people supposed was the head of the creature and which a lot of people supposed was a tree root. And um, I, it's not a tree root. I can tell you that because I was able to do analysis and determine that that's not the case. Now, I know I say that, but I don't have the photos up and I can explain that in a minute. Uh, but what I did see that above the round ball, uh, which which might be the head. If you look up above it, you'll see two dots and a round nosy shape. And and using Photoshop, I kind of illuminated that a little bit. And it to me, uh, with this analysis, it looks like the bear is looking straight at me. Like that, the bear's face uh, is looking at me. And what's up? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> right. It's bear. Uh, or is it Jesus? 
it's, it's a really good question. I, I, as a skeptic, I have to admit, uh, you know, uh, it's really possible that you're right, that I'm only seeing that there, uh, you know, that it's just a coincidence or it just happens to look like that. Um, but talking to the, the couple of bear biologists, besides the ones at the Pennsylvania Game Commission, um, my hypothesis was that that might be a bear cub underneath the mom and she's looking straight at the camera. But her arms would be very straight. So like if she's looking straight at us, it's kind of a strange position. But consider she's on a slope and possibly being pushed up on by a, a baby bear trying to eat milk or drink milk, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the thing is, I, I, on one of the other photos, that's kind of a throwaway photo that's really too dark to see anything um, for, that has the uh, a mama bear in it as well. Uh, it's the one that was take, taken at uh, 8.02. There's an animal coming straight at you. And when I did uh, photos analysis on it it turned out to be the same size as this other creature it's like mm-hmm. almost within it's like almost exactly the same size and also has a face in the middle uh, <laughs> so mm. it really is uh and you can see again the paws are in a strange position because it's on a hill um and i wish i could show you these photos but until i can work out things with um uh, what my legal rights are I, i'm not sure uh, that I can anymore. I used to have three different, or I think two or three different YouTube videos up about this. Um, because before we got involved in monster talk, I used to do YouTube videos and still do occasionally do YouTube videos. And those were some of my earliest work and some of my crappiest, but I think they got the point across. They were very silly though. Um, you silly. (laughs) Perish the thought. So what happened was I was, um, so I was doing these YouTube videos for fun, and I got this contact uh, from somebody who claimed to have the copyright on these images. And he said that um, he was the copyright owner and that I was illegally using his images. And I said, hey, I'm doing an analysis of these claims and that fair use says I can use these images. And then he said, nah. And then I said, yeah, uh <laughs> And, and then, then someone died. And then he slapped me down with a takedown uh, notice from YouTube. Oh. And uh, away went my videos. So I didn't think much of that, except that I disagreed with him. Um, and I honestly didn't even think it was the right person. Uh, so I thought what – I don't know why I'm paranoid about this or whatever. But I thought it was probably somebody at the BFRO just being uh, – like trying to st- knock down a skeptical you know, viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um so they wouldn't do that. That would. They, I don't. They, they, they're they're known for welcoming skeptics. I think. Whether they would or not, they didn't in this case. So I was wrong for thinking that. What it really was was it was actually Rick Jacobs. It was weird though because I had been in contact uh, through the Bradford uh, era, the newspaper, trying to get in touch with him in the first place. Mm-hmm. So while I'm trying to get in touch with him legitimately, I'm at the same time arguing with him on YouTube, not realizing it's really him. So mm. Uh, mm. And, and so. He, I understand his position, all right, because he had these photos and was being told, I'm sure, by the BFRO that they were valuable. And guess mm-hmm. what? They are valuable, right? Uh, they're valuable as long as they show a Bigfoot, right? If they just show bears, they're not that valuable. Later, after, even though I put up a detailed analysis on my website, which is currently not there because, again, of the takedown thing. Um, and after the TV show Finding Bigfoot came online, uh Jacobs contacted me again and said, hey, you need to take these images down or pay me. And so 
He wanted $5,000 for me to keep the images on my website. I said that they wow. were fair use uh, because I was doing analysis on them. And he said that they're not uh not uh uh and I have a lawyer, right? <laughs> so. Well, I'm wondering if he paid uh, the the BFRO. No, the BFRO paid him, or, and when they, they appeared on Finding Bigfoot, uh, he got paid for that, if I, as I understand it. They have the rights. Uh, the BFRO has the rights to show the photos, and if he said, "If you want to see the photos, link to the BFRO site," which is what I plan to do in the show notes here. Okay. If I could just jump in, as somebody who actually knows something about fair use, um, you're exactly right. Uh, fair use absolutely does cover uh, the the the, source, the the reason that you're using. Uh, it's it's crystal clear um, that fair use covers uh, journalistic analysis and objective analysis. You can't use it for commercial purposes. You can't use it to you know you can't use his photo to put on a T-shirt or a mug. But if you're if you're a legitimate journalist and a researcher uh, doing an analysis, you absolutely can do that. That is that's crystal clear. So he's he's simply wrong in his understanding of fair use. He may be wrong in his understanding, but I believe when he tells me that his lawyer is telling him that uh, he can take this to court and win. And the reason I say that he may not even be able to win, but he'll be able to win in one sense because I can't afford to go to court. So all right. he has to do is be able to say. Let's go to court, and I'm out right now. Threaten you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How long would uh, copyright last on something like that anyway? A long, long time. About 75 years, if I understand it correctly. So, yeah, Depending on what it is, 75 years, or in some cases, maybe pl- the, the, the life of the creator plus a certain number of times. So it's right. so, long after we're going to be gone. I will, but, but I plan to – I have a workaround, which in, uh, and I think even – honestly, I think Rick will be fine with this, which is – I plan to do sketches that show what I found and see if um, I could do some uh, subsets of the actual photos which show analysis, like the thing with the face of the bear. Because um, his his biggest complaint was I was showing the entire photo. and Well, I, I think his biggest complaint was I wasn't giving him 5000 bucks, but I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> or believing him. Uh, well, right. honestly, Rick um, has been very neutral about the whole thing um, in all of our Yo. communication. You know, I mean, the the thing is, he's got a piece of property that's commercially valuable here. And if if my work at determining what's in the photo supports the bear hypothesis, which I think it really does, then he's got a legitimate claim, I think, in that it, it, it does undermine the potential cash value uh, if it actually definitively solves the question of whether or not it's a juvenile Bigfoot. As long as it's a mystery, I think his photo is probably more valuable. My intent is not to undermine the value, just to find the answer. What's the truth? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Each week on Chinwag, we dig into the weird topics you wonder about, that you care about. The stuff none of us are totally sure of, like the Bermuda Triangle, Mothman, consciousness, philosophy, UFOs, ghosts, or say Bigfoot. 
So who's to say that there's not alien species that are Sasquatch? Like I've seen a ghost and I would hear something walking and breathing. Maybe every path is right. I will accept as a premise that every path is right. That is a face on Mars. Eyes, nose. It kind of looked like Wilson the volleyball. Some people enjoy the waves or whatever uh, crashing. And I enjoy listening to a quantum physics audio book. I do think there are many things in the world that we just don't understand and probably won't understand. That's our whole show. (laughs) So join us every Wednesday on all major podcast platforms and find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at ChinwagPod and Wagon. Well, let, let me ask about that. I mean, did you did you interview? Where did you get the story behind the the photo? Did you just get it from the BFR website? Did you actually interview him about the photo, or what, I did what was your? So I talked to um, I talked to several biologists. Uh, I took the original story from the Bradford era, uh, and then followed up with some bear biologists, and uh, then did a bunch of photographic analysis. Yeah. And and did but you couldn't it, was it because you couldn't find Jacobs or what? Uh... No, he contacted me. He contacted me, and uh, I I tried to find him again. He found me through YouTube. I was in the process of trying to find him when he found me. Right, so, right, so, yeah. I did reach out to him, but but I never asked him for permission because he started by saying no. So <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But 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 I guess what I'm getting at is that is that virtually all your all of your correspondence with him was regarding the rights of the photo, not necessarily the circumstances behind the photo. Is that right? Yeah, I could go back and look at that. Uh, that you know, we had a, a very small amount of discussion about the the circumstances. Very little. Most of it was about whether or not uh, I owed him five thousand dollars for putting the photos up. It, which you know, if I had unlimited wealth, I'd fight it because I agree with you. I think I think absolutely this is fair use. But um, unfortunately, I do not. <laughs> I am a stubborn, stubborn dude, but uh, it's like the uh, I just don't have the money to deal with a lawyer right now, you know. So fair enough. Yeah. And uh, who were some of the notable Bigfoot people who endorsed the photograph? Well, I think the biggest one was probably Matt Moneymaker. I mean, uh, his site has continued. I think when it originally came out, I remember Cryptomundo uh, did a lot of, you know coverage of it but it was mostly questioning and pretty quickly lauren and his uh or well i should say lauren because again he always says it's not just his site crypto mundo in general seemed to support the bear hypothesis pretty quickly uh in fact most places did and uh, i i'm not aware of anything any any bigfoot site besides the bfro that still actively supports that it is uh anything but a bear now that doesn't mean there isn't one because their Bigfoot community is huge, and I don't obviously have the time to go to every single site out there. Uh, but uh, the the main the main supporters of this uh, Bigfoot ju- ju- juvenile Bigfoot hypothesis is the BFRO. Well, let me ask more broadly uh, because you know there's only really only a handful of famous Bigfoot photos out there that gain much traction within the Bigfoot community. I mean, obviously, as we all know, a couple times a year there's a blob squatch that shows up, or there's you know a photo that bounces around. But but this one seemed to get a lot more, a lot more interest than, than many of them, uh, many other images. Uh, why, why do you think that was? Was it just because the BFR was 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 hyping it as much as they could, or what was the why did it, why did it get so far out there? I think probably because of the second photo in particular. Well, and the third one. The second and third photo, the second one does look very much like a chimp. I mean, it looks like a chimp walking away from the camera. Uh, I think that's mostly due to the angle um, and, you know, the the fact that the photo is only showing three, you know, three quarters of the creature 
And then the other photo, which if you think that blob is a head, oh, this is kind of an important piece. But okay, so these two photos together do make it seem like it, it could be a uh, uh, some kind of uh, uh, ape or or some kind of uh, hominid or something. The thing is, if that thing in this in the third photo, if it were really showing a head, I I, I took I, I'll get another photo, and this will be in the show notes as well. Um, I took a photo of my son and tried to get him to put himself in the same position. <laughs> as, as, as they were kind of hypothesizing this is a, is a Bigfoot doing. And, uh, it's not possible. If you look, the way the thing is built, it's like, it's head is, if that is a head and not a, a cub, it doesn't have a neck exactly. Its neck is like rising straight out of, uh, a split between the arm. It's a very weird photo if you really dig in there. It doesn't look, but it's not possible. <laughs> it's, it's a football player. Yeah, it's something strange. It's something strange. But but if you look at it as like an adult bear looking straight at you and there's something under it, pro- probably a cub, maybe both cubs. I don't know. Um, it does make a little more sense. But the question is, I, I don't know. Can you guys see the photo right now? Are, are you looking at the photo for th- image three? Okay, so you see photo three? Yes. Do you see the two dots I'm talking about that could be eye shine? Yes. I mean, the thing is, once I saw that, I can't unsee it. But it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's ruining yeah. these. It's ruining the photos for me. I mean, <laughs> I can see the, the the ear, the left ear, which is on the right hand side because it's facing us, and uh, and it's just I can't unsee that. And now that I've seen it, it makes more sense to me. And and now the photo doesn't seem that weird to me. Um, Still, she's a real contortionist. Well, uh, yeah. Otherwise, she would be. Really, if if that's a cub underneath, it's not that weird. But again, she's on a hill. Now, the the question is, look at that paw. If you look at the um, uh, the what would be if that if my hypothesis is correct that would be the left front paw, and the paw appears to be turned sharply inward. Right um, now, it may be that part of that is shadow, but I, I actually was confused by that, and I asked uh, a bear biologist. Uh, let's see if I can get his name. It's probably not super. Important. I remember reading about that. Yeah, yeah, you said yeah. You'd... I, I asked the bear biologist if it's possible that the bear could turn its paw inward that way. And specifically, they came back and said yes, because the bear's paw is is very, very similar to our human hand in the way that its rotators are the way that it's able to rotate. And in fact, they said that it's a common thing that they do in anatomy class to test mm-hmm. uh, uh, your ability to recognize anatomy is to substitute a bear uh, you know, skeleton for a human to see if people can, Oh, this is the old comparative osteology trick. We always use on anatomy quizzes are bare hand and foot bones, which appear much like those of humans to relatively naive anatomists. That's the exact quote. I thought that hmm. was really cool. So, uh, yeah, he said, that's a, a real possibility, you know, and it's a strange shot. It's, it's, I admit that. And I could be wrong. I mean, I absolutely could be wrong, but I don't, think i am you could uh, be more wrong <laughs> <laughs> well one thing that, that struck me when you were talking about you know the, on the setting up the piece and and all the the other photos is that the the, impo- the importance of context uh, a lot of times you know you just see the photo you know the mancy photo or you know or the, the woldridge you know bigfoot photo whatever else and people sort of forget to sort of say, well, hold on, there's other photos in the series. And in this case, of course, as you pointed out, we had other photos of things that were were pretty clearly bear cubs. I mean, there's, I don't think anybody, <laughs> even the BFRO didn't didn't say these were infant Bigfoot or anything. Um, and so what's interesting to me is that if, if you 
either this is a Bigfoot that is traveling with bear cubs for no discernible reason, or it's a bear. You know, I mean, it's like, well, it's a, a, B, C, F. Okay, what's in the middle, you know? So it's yeah. it's just interesting. It is, exactly. And so, right. So what kind of circumstances would have to happen for, uh, you know, bear cub, bear cub. So deer, bear cub, bear cub, Bigfoot, Bigfoot, you know, back to bears, <laughs> right? It's like, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a Bigfoot that's adopted a couple of cubs. Yeah, it's a great story. I would watch that show. <laughs> it's a tearjerker. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be, it's a Hallmark special. So you have um, these two main camps then of people who believe that it's a bear and a, a small camp that believe it's a Bigfoot. Were there any other theories about this? I'd heard that uh, some people thought it was a hoax or a, someone in a costume. <laughs> Did you hear anything like that? It's kind of the same deal with our uh, recent episode on the Siberian mammoth. There's a numerous uh, number of hypotheses, right, that are going to pop out anytime a new Bigfoot photo shows. You know, anything from the that's a guy in a suit to the uh, did you notice that Bigfoot? And did you see the five in the background? Did you see those? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I there may have been I don't recall uh, but um, it would be surprising to me if there weren't people who uh, supposed it was a hoax. I don't think Rick Jacobs is hoaxing anything. I think these are all real photos of a real animal. But I think that real animal is a bear with mange. And, in fact, that was one of the inspirations for us doing the episode on uh, uh, mites was because mange has been responsible for so many cryptozoological finds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not just the Jacobs photo, but also uh, all of the uh, new breed of uh, uh, chupacabra. Most of them are hairless canids. And uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, <laughs> it's an itchy some, one. Right. Get some, get some Benadryl and sit down for a listen. It's great. <laughs> get out there. Well, let me ask this. Um, why do you think the BFRO sticks to the Bigfoot explanation? Is it is it just money? I mean, what, what strikes me is that it's just is money that maker. Bat money maker. Um, but but you know, it's presumably you know the BFRO holds itself up as the premier Bigfoot research organization in the world, and certainly the most scientific. And so what I come back to is, well, hold on here. You have this this group that touts itself as being so sophisticated and so cutting edge and so on top of these things. And yet, it appears that they didn't do anywhere near the analysis you did. Um, why is that? Do you do you do you think that they? Let me answer, you, answer that question. They put somebody on site. Uh, to I mean, they really had somebody out there, but um, the person who was on site, I believe, was there, believing it was a Bigfoot and looking for evidence that supported that. And um, I think the you need to come to these things with a position of neutrality. My, I came to it with a position of what is that thing in the photo? Cause I thought it was genuinely odd looking. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when people said it was a bear, my first thought wasn't, what can I look at this that will make me think it's a bear? It was, why do these bear biologists seem so certain? Because it doesn't necessarily look like a bear to me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I, I really was very interested in what their reasoning was. And their reasoning went along the lines of it's the same size as a bear. It's seen with bear cubs. It's in an area that is known to have bears. And it looks like a bear with mange to people who recognize what bears with mange looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, all of them agreed that the third photo looked a little odd. But uh, they didn't really have a clear explanation for that, except that it was a bear. And they didn't know what the blobby thing was underneath, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I did when when I did my photographs, I did one where I showed that what the, there's a tree stump there. A lot of people thought that was a tree root. It's not a tree root. The tree root looks very different. Uh, it's whatever that is. It's part of an animal. It's not. Uh, I think it's two different animals together in the photo, but uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. uh, part of an animal. And you know, just to say that there's a lot of bears in Pennsylvania is an understatement. Um, they uh, they harvest every year more than two thousand bears um, uh, for for the past decade. I think has been the average, and they wow. they believe uh, let's see the estimated uh, population of more than fifteen thousand bears in uh, two thousand. Uh, in fact. It was through the work uh, with the uh, bear biologists uh, for the state of Pennsylvania uh, that I found that really cool paper that shows that despite what uh, Grover Krantz thought, that people do find naturally killed bears in in the wilderness. Uh, In fact, quite frequently. (laughs) Uh, That's all. Save it for another episode, man. That's a whole other episode. But um, but yeah, so so there's bears all over Pennsylvania. Uh, and, and this is, uh, bear territory with bears in previous photos in the sequence. It's the right size for a bear. And, and, you know, if you have to use Occam's razor, uh, in this case, I think it's a fair use. You have bears in other photos in the sequence. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly an animal that according to bear biologists looks like a bear with mange and which fits the size, uh, and proportions of a bear. It's probably a bear, not a juvenile Bigfoot. Maybe it was one of those hyper-dimensional Bigfoot. Mm, that's a good point. <laughs> that's right. John R. Beckyard would love that. He would, oh, clearly it's an interdimensional. What are you expecting, right? Yeah. Let's pause and consider. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all right, but let me ask, so what has been the, re- the response to your analysis? Uh, you said that Jacobs doesn't it buy it. That's a positive for dr- – oh, sorry, wait. My analysis, not your yes. analysis. <laughs> your analysis. Um, my, uh, the response to my analysis was that, um, I got a few emails here and there from people who said they agree with me. Again, most of the Bigfoot community, I believe has settled in on. Now, if I'm wrong on that and, uh, it's, it should be pretty easy to find out because a lot, I think a lot of our listeners, uh, are really well in touch with the Bigfoot community. Uh, but my understanding from reading around was that in general, most people accepted that this is a bear, uh, except again, the entrenched uh, BFRO. So, I, I think at this point they can't let go the idea that this is a Bigfoot because it's been tied in with their TV show now. You know, I think they're invested and it's really hard when you are invested like that to let it go uh, or to consider other options. Right. So mm-hmm. if they had found any hairs there or DNA that showed a primate, that would have been cool. They had people over there looking, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't. They did find, I think, pretty strong evidence that bears had been there, though. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and deer. <laughs> so, uh, you've been saying that the area is well known for bears, but, uh, is the area known for Bigfoot? Have there been apparent sightings there by no, other people? More than, more than I would have expected. I have to admit, uh, <laughs> if you go to the BFRO site, uh, and look at just the claims that have been turned in there, uh, you can click on different States. And, uh, I think, Pennsylvania has had uh, 98 listings uh, so far that, that they've registered to the BFRO site. So, mm-hmm. okay, uh, you know, that's any, an, any that's other photographs a, or similar evidence? Um, not that I've seen. Um, that doesn't mean there isn't any, but I haven't seen it. 
Um, but that, you know, claims, stories, uh, people have experiences. You know, it's the funny thing about Bigfoot. It's kind of like ghosts. Um, uh, you know, I, we could sit here and say that there's no good evidence, uh, for Bigfoot, but if people see one, you know, they feel like that's a good enough evidence. And the, yeah. it put me, it puts me in the weird position that if I ever saw Bigfoot, I, I wouldn't be able to believe it. <laughs> I, I, I would, uh, you know, even if I saw it, I mean, unless it was like a real physical encounter and I could just be sure, you know, maybe mm-hmm. Bigfoot molested me or shook me violently or, you know, demonstrated superpowers. I don't know. Even so, I would really want to gla- grab a clump of hair or bite it and rip. You know what I mean? I need, I want something I can take back to the lab. Um, mm-hmm. So I, it, it's, it's a really awkward thing. And, I, you know, just saying that there's no strong evidence is never going to stop the sightings. Uh, Bigfoot's a, a phenomena. And and it's not going anywhere. Well, I wonder if um, Bigfoot does abductions as well, like aliens. Osman, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so at least one good kidnapping. There you go. Some of them talk, you know, and um, they uh, catch animals and leave them on your porch like a cat. Um, and they can run down a deer and catch it. And they can pick up a pig uh, and throw it. <laughs> yeah. The flying pigs, right? Big, Bigfoot's very powerful. <laughs> And I, I should, it sounds like I'm mocking. I don't mean to be mocking. The, the people uh, have legitimately had, uh, you know, very serious quasi spiritual experiences when they encounter these animals or whatever they encounter this phenomena. So I don't mean to make light of it, but I, I don't I just don't think it's a real animal. I think it's I think Bigfoot is a phenomena like mm-hmm. like ghosts are a phenomena. I, the other thing I come back to again, I sort of come back to the context here where where it's not as if, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're obviously much more familiar with the, the case than I am, but it's not as if other other independent people had reported seeing a Bigfoot matching that description or anywhere near it. And, right. and, and oh my God, you know, isn't this weird that, you know, several hours later or the next day, you know, in woods nearby, this is what they found. It was just sort of this random photo, you know, sort of taken, taken out there. And and you know, as you pointed out, the identification was by Jacob's daughter, um, and w- not that that's you know I'm not I'm not I'm not dismissing it, but it's interesting you know who it's always fascinating to me when I'm when I'm looking into monster cases you know whether it's Chupacabra or Bigfoot or Lake Monster, I'm always want to know who who said who said that's what it was who who made the identification why did you think that this was X. Um, why did you think this blob is a ghost? Why did you think that this is a Bigfoot, whatever else? And so I'm always fascinated to sort of see who, who first had that germ in their head, that meme in their head and sort of, and labeled that. And, uh, and you, you see that exactly in this case. Yeah. In, in, in that respect, I think, uh, a lot of the Bigfoot photo based evidence does turn out to be very similar again to ghost photos where somebody takes a photo and they didn't see something when they took the photo and out came this thing and they can't explain. I don't know if you remember the, I think it was in Kentucky, there was the photo of uh, a Bigfoot that appeared to be rising out of the bushes that was actually uh, a picture of a crow in flight that a a trail cam had captured. Mm -hmm. And it it caught it when it was just leaving the ground and it looked like a big ape off in the distance unless you really look closely and could see the feathers that, oh, or it's a crow right up in front of the camera, right? <laughs> so, but so, you, you know, if you, it's how you kind of like are primed before you see the photo. If someone says, look at this incredible Bigfoot photo, you'll probably see a Bigfoot when you see it. And if you say, look at this photo, what do you think it is? And think about it, you, you might be able to pick out the crow. But if somebody points it out that it's a crow, you're not going to see a Bigfoot anymore. Uh, it, 
Yeah. So and, and I don't think that's a case of uh, pareidolia in once you see the crow. I think it is a crow, and that Bigfoot was the the thing that you might imagine you're seeing. Um, that's tricky stuff. So yeah. do we know anything about Jacob's daughter, and is she affiliated with any of these organizations, or? No, any- all I know is that uh, that in the um, article in 2007, it said Jacob's daughter talked him into sending the pictures to the organization for an opinion. You know, I mean, most of my exchanges with Rick uh, were not really – it was – first of all, I <laughs> I know he probably found this very frustrating. But he was being very much like, hey, you're messing with my copyright. And I'm like, I don't even know who you are. How This is the internet. You could be anybody. <laughs> I was yeah. I was too skeptical to even believe it was Rick. I mean, I was like <laughs> – <laughs> Well, it's a shame. <clears throat> excuse me. It's a shame that he didn't uh, discuss the the incident with you. Uh, well, I, and I, you know, again, I, I think he's got a, a financial interest in this, yeah. and 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 I uh, and I respect that. I mean, that's that's a lot of money at five thousand dollars a pop. Yeah, I'd want my money too, but I would also want to be within the limits of what the law allows. And the law, I believe, is on my side. But again, I can't afford to even play that game. So um, it, it's just not a it's not a time when. It, it, it's it's a weird thing for me. I guess it's showing I'm growing up when I actually have to consider that even if I'm, I believe I'm right in principle, I have to look at my pocketbook, right? Mm-hmm. I have to wonder why I have a pocketbook because that's kind of a lady thing. But uh, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you, have to, you have to keep in your purse, right? Right. Uh, a man purse. Right. So, so, but at any rate, that that's where we stand. If if I had the money, I would fight Rick on principle. Not nothing against him personally. I just think I'm right. Uh, but if, if, but since I don't, I can certainly understand why he wants to protect his, his, uh, moneymaker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it adds to his credibility though. No, but I don't think he's concerned about his credibility if he's getting no. paid every time it shows up on TV or whatever. So, uh, I wish I had a Bigfoot photo like that. That'd be great. <laughs> well, our turn next. <laughs> Yay. I'm going to get Brian Dunning to do it. <laughs> he's the man. There so, you go. Ben, did you have any other questions? Uh, not really. Uh, I think I think you know we have a good a good uh, background on the on the Jacobs photos, and you know I one of the reasons I think this is such a cool uh, case is because you know it's relatively recent. It did get a lot of press, certainly at first, and even though you know. I'm certainly satisfied that it's a bear. I think it's very clearly a bear. It's it's interesting. One of those where you know there is there's legitimate dispute. I mean, you you don't have to be crazy or a liar to say no. This looks nothing you know like a bear. Well, it, you know if you look at some of the photos, it doesn't look like a bear. And, and it's certainly mind, an interesting it's, shot. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's a very strange. You know. Sorry. I, I, I was just going to say that. I mean, to my mind, it just reinforces the 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 notion that as opposed to the popular idea that the camera never lies. The camera always lies. Yeah, <laughs> it, it always it doesn't it, it never gives you an accurate representation because it can't. You're you're just you're you're condensing three dimensions into a two dimensional space. So the camera always lies. Just yeah. work from that premise and you'll be fine. Well, you but know, it lost ten pounds. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you know the uh, when we did our uh, work on the uh, mammoth video, there was a huge argument about whether or not the creature in the video was actually a bear carrying a fish and um i think we did a pretty decent job of demonstrating that whatever it was um it wasn't a real bear carrying a real fish if that's what it was but more likely it was a cg elephant or something like that that had been digitally altered um but that didn't stop the discussion you know right 
people saw a bear carrying a fish and they felt comfortable that that's what they saw and that that's what it was. In this case, you know, I'm pretty sure what we have is an animal in a very awkward position that just got caught uh, at that perfect moment that it's, it's created this weird uh, photo, but it is an awkward position. And if you try to say, well, why would a bear be posed like that? Well, of course the answer is the bear never posed. It was just captured in the middle of, of a normal movement, right? It, it was captured in the middle of behaving normally based on the terrain and the circumstances and everything else. It, it just was hoking. Ha- yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you know, it, it, if I'm right, you know, that's what's going on. And if I'm wrong, it's still not a big, it's still not a big foot. It's <laughs> and I also think you're right that there are some pieces of the puzzle missing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll, I'll find that ar- article that gives me the specs on the camera and I'll show, I'll show that in the show notes because that right. are, are in the conclusion here because th- I thought that was a very interesting thing. I didn't, you know, I'm not saying again, it's entirely possible that there are no photos in the sequence missing, you know, that, that, that that's just how it snapped out, but I don't think so. It, it seems like there should be more if their animal is sitting there moving, triggering the motion detector. Uh, it is a pretty recent story, but is there lasting interest in this one? Well, I, again, it, it showed up on Funny Bigfoot. So so it's reinvigorated interest in the subject. Well, it's, it's reinvigorated his defense of the image, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, for sure. I hope Rick listens to this. I'm not mad at him. I, I, I Again, I understand the, the interest in uh, uh, keeping your family fed. I mean... Five thousand bucks is uh, sadly still a lot of money to me. <laughs> to all of us, yeah. so indeed. Well, Blake, I, I don't know if you if you're a regular listener of the show, uh, I, I, but once for, or twice. <laughs> for all our guests, we like to ask uh, the final question, which is, "What is your favorite monster?" It, it, the one in my pants. You gonna leave that in? <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask my wife if it's okay. <laughs> I, what is my favorite monster? You know, I might just leave that like it is. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, you know, I, I'm uh, you know, I'm very excited about our upcoming episode on the homunculus. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I but my problem is I've always had a problem. My problem is one of my many problems. <laughs> I have lots of problems. You guys have a few minutes? Uh, <laughs> sure. Go for it. <laughs> What I have a real issue picking favorites, and we're always asking guests, "What's your favorite monster?" And for me, it's like, "What's your favorite monster right now?" Right? Yeah. So yeah. That, that's that's where I'm at with things. I, I just uh, like today, I was thinking about the uh, the movie Cloverfield, and I, I really like the giant monster in that movie, and uh, I thought they did a really good job with it. Um, but I also just saw uh, John Carter. Uh, the the I keep wanting to say of Mars because duh. Uh, that's what it's really about. But um, I thought they did a fantastic job with the uh, white apes that they did uh, in the mm-hmm. in the arena. Those look great. I mean, I assume that those were mostly uh, CG and not practical effects, but they were oh fantastic. I mean, that's just uh, very impressive special effects. So I know a lot of people are mixed about whether they like the movie or not. I personally enjoyed it for the sort of fourteen year old boy fun stuff that it was uh but uh it it definitely i mean those 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 that scene was i that scene was worth the price of the admission so I, i'm not going to complain about the rest of anything i disagreed with or didn't like but i i thought they did a great job with those and it reminded me why i enjoy going to see monster movies because when when 
the old classic motif or the idea is that, you know, your imagination is better than anything they can put on the screen, you know? So mm-hmm. if, if they let you imagine the monsters better, I've, I've heard the story that in Jaws, for example, they had problems with the shark. So they had to not show it, not because they wanted to make it as a, you know, suspenseful or, but because they couldn't get the effects to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that works better most of the time. Most of the time, my imagination is far superior to whatever shows up. Uh, but in this case, I think they executed just about flawlessly on, on those, those giant white apes. So giant white apes are, are your, your current favorite monster then? Yeah, for now. All right. Good <laughs> leave something to, to the imagination. Yeah. Yes, in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Monster Talk. Thanks for listening to Monster Talk. You just heard Blake Smith, Dr. Karen Stolzno, and Ben Radford discussing the Rick Jacobs Pennsylvania Bigfoot photos. Or bear photos. You decide. Again, please go to monstertalk.org and check out the show notes. Skeptic.com's webmaster, William Bull, did a great job putting these together in what we believe to be a justifiable fair use analysis of the images. Monster Talk is an official podcast of Skeptic Magazine, but as I like to remind folks, the comments and opinions on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Skeptic Magazine or the Skeptic Society. Donations to Monster Talk can be made at monstertalk.org, and this week's special thanks goes out to Robert Smith and Sharon Hill. I'm using these funds to support our transcript project, and we have new episodes being transcribed, which will be up soon. T-shirt update! The link to Monster Talk's t-shirt shop will be up on monstertalk.org very soon. Stay tuned to the show or check out our Facebook fan page for more information as it becomes available. An excerpt at the beginning of this show is from Animal Planet's television program, Finding Bigfoot. Or as some joke, not finding Bigfoot. Monster Talk's theme music is by Peach Stealing Monkeys. Thanks again for listening to this show. skepticism? Want to learn the truth about the scientific controversies of our time? Then subscribe to Skeptic, the quarterly magazine Stephen Jay Gould called the best journal in the field. To subscribe, visit Skeptic.com today. Clearly, this area has a lot of food, both for Sasquatches and every other critter that lives in these woods. This is a very squatchy place. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.